We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Business Matters presented by Island Savings, a division of First West Credit Union. I'm your host, Rob Capello. Today, uh, we're stepping up to the plate with Jim Swanson, uh, a major player in the world of baseball in BC. Um, Jim is a managing partner of Victoria Harbor Cats and the Nine Night Owls. And he just mentioned to me there's another team. He's wearing the shirt. He's got the logo there. And they're called what, Jim? They're the teams. The there. Victoria Golden Tide of the Canadian Colleges Baseball Conference. So we use uh, Camosun and UVic students, and um, and we put together uh, a collegiate team that allows kids to stay in Canada, stay home, and uh, and get great education and and play in a great city like uh, like Victoria. So love it. So thank you. We'll explore that. So we're gonna explore. Your career in baseball, the the impact of the teams in the community, that's what I want to chat about as well. And a little sure. bit about your personal journey as well. So so I'd like to start. I was doing some research. So you you've been with the Victoria Harbor Cats for a decade now. So I'm yeah. curious, what are some of the changes you've seen over the last decade? What are what are some big developments you've seen? Maybe shifts in uh, the team or the community or like what are some things that really stand out for you over that time? Uh, everything's more expensive. That's <laughs> yeah. pretty much the biggest one. Um, uh, I mean, literally that actually is, uh, the biggest, uh, change. I mean, uh, there have been changes that have, um, that have impacted, uh, what we do with the Harbor Cats in Victoria right. and now the Night Owls two years going into third year in Nanaimo. Um, uh, around COVID there was actually a move in minor league baseball. Major league baseball wanted to cut a lot of its costs. That's going right. to be a theme maybe here, yeah. Um, but uh, they actually um, they killed off forty one minor league baseball, forty one or forty two minor league baseball teams. Wow! So what that did was pretty much eliminated one entire layer of the development system for players, right? And what it essentially did was give our level of collegiate summer development uh, a huge boost in that it. Um, we were already a part of the system, um, right. but it, it 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 essentially said to players, stay in college longer. More of you should be going to college than signing out of high school as drafted players out of high school. Go to college longer and use these great opportunities. And one of the things Major League Baseball actually even did was set up um, in order to, I think, to appease a few owners in the east side of the continent, they set up something called the Major League Baseball Draft League, which was a summer league for college wow. players, Interesting. promising them better looks with scouts right. and everything like that. And of course, I'm not sure that's been the case, but uh, it's been a floundering uh, league. So we've been, uh, you know, we've seen, I think we've seen uh, and and leagues, the better leagues like ours, there's a bunch of right. leagues like the West Coast League, right? Uh, but uh, the Cape Cod always got great players. The Northwoods League has always gotten great players in this, and the same with our league. Uh, but I think we're seeing great players in more of the collegiate summer baseball leagues. Um, I don't really have to do that much to fill a roster. I mean, we're trying to win, so we're right. in a competitive recruitment situation. So we're trying to put together the best teams that we can to 
you know, I'd love Nanaimo and Victoria to meet in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You know, every year, that's 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 what drives me on recruiting. <laughs> um, then, of course, I want you know one of those teams to win the championship, and Victoria's come very, very close three times. So, um, you know, that in, in terms of changes on uh, the fan facing side, that would be the biggest. Is that uh, that that change in minor league baseball led to um, a, a, probably even a more robust. Uh, level of baseball player across the board in terms of depth. We always got the top guys, but now we're getting right. more than top guys. That's interesting. And maybe along the line of increased costs, I think one thing that's important probably is having that those community partnerships to kind of help. Um, and I was looking again and I saw there's there's a few of those in both areas, but maybe can you share some examples of sort of the partnerships you guys have and and what they look like from a community perspective? Well, I mean, Island Savings. I mean, okay. uh, to be honest, Island Savings has been a, a and that's not just because of the podcast we're doing <laughs> here, but uh, a, a, an absolute shining star. I mean, um, you know, uh, partnerships are everything in business. They just are. Um, right. Uh, you know, it, business is not my background. We'll, I think we're going to get into that here yeah. a little bit later, but I'll, so I'll explain that later. But, um, you know, when when you have the ability to create um, you know, uh, honestly, I, I, this is a little emotional one for me because during COVID, especially we were dark right. for two years. Right. Uh, the first business to step up and say, how are you guys doing was Island Savings. Mm. Uh, the first ones to reach out and ask and, uh, um, and they didn't do it out of, there was no vulture, right? <laughs> there was right. nothing like that. They, they wanted to see us come out the other side. Uh, I can tell you there were levels of government that wanted to see us come out the other side that reached out in certain ways that I don't want to say it was it, it, it potentially inappropriate, but I, I think it was right. out of care. And I appreciate right. that. Um, right. They didn't want to see the Harbor Cats uh, go away. They didn't want to see the the attempt to put this into Nanaimo stop. Right. Um, civic governments, uh, provincial, and even to some level federal were extremely helpful. But I can tell you that, you know, Kendall Gross, personally took an interest from Island Savings, took a personal interest in the Harbor Cats and the Night Owls uh, moving forward. Jesse Honkinen, uh, Charlie, I mean, I could name people, uh, you know, going on and on with uh, with uh, Travis and, and Ted and people who really, really cared uh, on what we did. So the, the partnerships part of what we do has always been important. And I think COVID drove it home how right. much it was. So if, if there's anything that we're proud of, it's the ongoing multi-year uh, commitments that we have with uh, partners to not just be part of what we are, but they they see so many different ways of valuing what we do because we have a right. pretty unique business. Yep. Um, it's a way that they can bring their clients involved. It's a way that they can have their staff members involved. It's a way that they can get you know profile for their business. It's a way they can get ROI on what they spend in terms of working with partners. You know, we're not a charity. We're not a, right. we're a business. Um, we're, we don't have a society number. You don't get a, you, right, don't, get a, right. a, you don't get a uh, tax receipt, a, a tax receipt for, for writing a check that, that comes to us to help us operate. And we need the, the funds from that. It's, a, it's, it's uh, 45 to 50% of our business is, is through the partnerships that we need. Yes. Tickets is our currency, of course. Um, tickets to games and bums and seats and right. paid bums and seats is the biggest right. thing. Right. We right. need people to, um, it's one thing to, you know, if, if, if somebody gets a, you know, a free ticket to come to a game, uh, we just want them to know why they got the free ticket. Right, we want right. Them to understand it's because 
Island Savings is a massively engaged partner with us and wants you, you know, Johnny or Sally, uh, to be able to go to the game on them yeah. and to realize why you go to the game. So uh, I think, you know, uh, free tickets seems to have been the way that some maybe competing sports businesses have, have you know, they leave, yeah. they leave tickets on a park bench and, yeah, and yeah. hope that it's going to fill the place up. And it's just, it's not going to be a sustainable business. Sustainable. Model Absolutely. Yeah. At all. And, and I, I, you know, because I, I study the market, obviously, and I do, we're in a competitive situation with everybody yep. else that's in this kind of line of work in, in on the island, especially. And, you know, I happen to believe that we're the we're, we are the viable operation. Others are others in a challenging situation. But the partnerships long term, Coca-Cola, our right. beers, uh, you know, Molson, Red Arrow here in Victoria, mm. uh, in, in Nanaimo, Longwood Brewing Company, uh, Kirby Source for Sports, uh, you know, mm. things that make a lot of sense. Um, you know, Wilson's transportation, obviously there's a supply need there. Our hotel right. deals, uh, I get a, you know, significant meeting coming up in, in Nanaimo around our hotel deals that I'm excited. Right. So, um, all those things, and you, you have to cover all your tracks. You yeah. Have to, yeah. You have to cover all your needs and you have to get yourself to a point where you can, um, you can, you know, not just trust those relationships and count on those relationships, but Honestly, I've got friendships out of those relationships that are really my social circles. And it's not, it has nothing to do with the selfishness of I'm glad that they right, right. every year. We right. we just, we are on the same level, on the same wavelength when it comes to uh, what we think the community needs and uh, and what we think is 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 good for Victorian and I'm of Vancouver Island and what it is that makes our lives worth living. And, uh, and that, you know, part of it is, the ability to celebrate together and 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 be at a sporting event like a baseball game, hundred percent unoffensive. Baseball is yeah. not a you know. There's no fighting going on. There's nobody punching yeah. anyone in the head. There's none of that going on. It's it's on a warm summer day and it's raining, and we just say we'll go again tomorrow. That's yeah, that's yeah. kind of a thing. So well, we we appreciate those relationships because they are having and nurturing those relationships is is such a key key part of what we do. We, there's there's no fighting unless you're Texas and Houston in the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I, I, I would have thrown a pitch to that guy too. Yeah, right. An hour and a half to cross around the bases on that one. If he didn't realize he was going to be wearing one in the ribs, yeah, yeah, yeah it's another story. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned so before your your you know one of your backgrounds is you're in media. So you're the sports editor up in Prince George for I think over 13 years for the Prince George Citizen, and I was curious. Did that like your background in journalism? How's it? How's it? Have you taken anything out of that hit that background in journalism and brought it into managing baseball? Like, how, how did those not necessarily how did they intersect, but did you find anything there that you're bringing with you today when you're managing the teams? Yeah, there's actually two ends to that spectrum, right? So, one end is that I, you know, just in a meeting with uh, with our accountant the other day, and I reminded him I'd never taken a business class in my life. Actually, I did fail <laughs> Econ 111 in the university the first time I took it, but uh, that's not a, that's not a lie yeah. either. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I was 20 years in the media. Uh, right. People, you know, people here because I've been here 10 years. Right. Uh, the, the 20 years previous, um, you know, I guess people don't realize I was uh, the Cleve Dean saw from, you know, the Times Colonist. I covered the Prince George Cougars for uh, 14 years and wow. I covered the Western Hockey League for 20 years, pretty much. Right. And um, 
you know, as a, I was a columnist, I was a writer, I, you know, face for, face for television, yeah. face for <laughs> newspaper. I was actually on television for a while, even with this face, believe it or not, but uh, um, did a lot of broadcasting, a lot of radio, um, right. enough TV to say I did it. And, right. uh, um, you know, I, I think, I think just the, the, the probably the biggest skill from my from my media i mean i bring a lot of writing skills which i'm, yep. I'm to bring Fair to enough. the table i think they bring yep. benefit to the businesses but um although ai does all that stuff for you now you fair just, enough and it's crazy <laughs> that i just i just tried that last week and went this is nuts it is pretty crazy yeah it is um uh i yeah i'm still shying away from it but um the, the biggest thing I think when you're in media and you have to go after a story, mm. you can't be afraid to pick the phone up and call and talk to somebody. You've, right. you've got to be willing to talk to the people involved, uh, whether you agree with their standpoint, whether you agree with their, their side, you've got to be able to take a neutral uh, approach enough to be able to get that started. And where it branches from there is how a story is developed. I mean, that's mm. the nature of media and probably why I get so ticked off at people accusing media of being one side or the other these days, because the real good ones aren't right. the good right. ones. The, the good ones know exactly how to, to follow along and make a story. Right. A story. Um, that's not the case uh, with, you know, some uh, extreme media, but the, my media training, my media time uh, and I, and for 20 years, and I'm proud I did it. I'm, I wouldn't want, I mean, newspapers are dying all over the place. Kamloops just lost a newspaper yeah. the other day. Um, can't believe Camels, a hundred thousand people is near the newspaper anymore. No newspaper. What, nope. what a changing landscape. And and I think I think the the media part has helped me in a couple of ways. Other, you know, number one, that that mindset and how you right. formulate businesses and relationships is very similar. And I didn't realize it, but I'm getting right. to, gotten into all that. Um, but I also think that it helped me to have some inroads in the Victoria market. Uh, because there were so many people in the media who happen to not be in the media much anymore. There's mm-hmm. been so many changes in the changes, landscape absolutely. here. My goodness. Uh, you know, all the, the lead anchors, I mean, Czech and CTV Island don't even do sports anymore. Nope. This regular sports cast. Um, you know, the Times Colonist is, 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 you know, probably still the strongest newspaper in Canada. Almost. Right. Right. And, and yet, uh, you know, you see the, some of the, the shrinking number of people and different things like that going on, which is, is hard to watch and to some degree, but I'm glad they're still going and making it work. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that media piece um, I think is, has stood me in good stead. And yeah, you know, I think it, it also helps when it comes to, you know, quick asks of radio interviews or mm-hmm. hits or whatever it is. We're not afraid to do those things. And, and, and I think it's helped us to give a proper presentation to the public of what we do. And I think it's, I think it gives us integrity and I think it's right. What, uh, because we operate with integrity. That's what we're all about. And and I, I don't want to be anything different. Interesting. So I'm curious how that transition from journalism to baseball ownership came about. So wh- wh- how did that opportunity for yeah. the Harbor Cats come together for you? Yeah. So, I mean, the long story short is um, in Prince George, we were doing some fairly major events. And okay. what people also probably don't realize about me here is that I was coaching at an international level. Uh, I was working with the Blue Jays and some things. Right. I nearly landed a front office job with the Blue Jays mm. uh, about 12 years ago, I guess it was. Okay. Uh, we put on major events. We put on a world event. We put on Western Canadians, Provincials, Nationals. Um, and I was coaching, a little bit of playing, but that, right. that ended when I was getting older. So um, uh, basically, the, the first year here, uh, the original team owner, uh, John McLean, who really had his heart and everything in the right place, brought in. 
uh, a front office and it was led by a, um, a young lady from the United States. He was, okay. I think he wanted to bring in an American for integrity on the, on the game of baseball. I think he wanted to, you know, to uh, be a bit of a trailblazer in, right. in hiring a, a female executive. And, um, you know, it had nothing to do with that. I just, just don't, it just didn't work. Right. Um, you know what? It, it had nothing to do with her being female and right. nothing really to do with her being American. It just, the mix of the whole thing didn't work. And yeah, the end of the year, you know, they parted ways, um, whether that was a quit or a firing, it depended who you asked, I guess, at the time. But uh, that that owner, um, you know, John, he started to ask some people around uh, baseball circles in BC if there was anybody that that would be or even Canada that would be a good fit because he hadn't really found anybody in Victoria he thought was a, a fit or a natural for it. And so I, I got a, a phone call out of the blue, basically asking me, what do you think of Victoria and baseball? And uh, and I was way up north at the time. I was where I'd left the newspaper. I was working for TELUS. Oh, okay, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And it was a snowy, cold day up at Fort St. John. <laughs> I was the day and, you know, asking about Victoria and baseball was uh, warmed my heart a little yep. bit. And it didn't take much to get me thinking about the opportunity. And, and uh, you know, a few weeks later, after a visit down here uh, to Victoria, and, and I'd never even seen it at Royal Athletic Park. And uh, I'd never even seen it. So wow. um, I, you know, I, I agreed to sign on. And then uh, about a year later, uh, John went through some, I, I, I call them personal financial challenges that he ended up losing control of the team mm. in kind of a court situation that okay. um, it's nothing illegal. It was a, it's a corporate court situation. Yep. So, yep. Um, you know, I think he, he regrets uh, losing the team to this day because he's excited. I think he, he keeps track. I hear from yeah. him every once in a while. <laughs> and so in order to uh, get out of a, a fairly significant debt and questionable situation, uh, myself, uh, my brother, Ken Swanson, um, our friend, Rich Harder, who's from uh, New Westminster and John Wilson uh, went huh. together to, uh, to form the, what we kind of call the core four of, of our ownership group. So the four of us, and then, uh, not uh, about a year into the COVID situation, we started to explore the opportunity of bringing on additional partners. And we had right. six partners who so we went to 10. Uh, one has since uh, backed away. So we're back to, we're at nine, but you know, people like uh, Helen Edwards and uh, uh, oh my goodness, Mike McDonnell, um, you know, exciting to have them as part of this. Um, Helen is just such a, a, an eager beaver, excited uh, baseball um you used to be part of the ownership group of the Vancouver Canucks. It's just so oh, great to hear her stories and and uh, these stories you don't know about people yeah. that are amongst us, right? And, <laughs> uh, she just doesn't look the part at all. She doesn't uh, walk around with any kind of an airs on or whatsoever. But you know, you you get her talking about her her excitement and and the Harbor Cats and and the West Coast League and the Golden Tide and and the Night Owls, and she just lights up, and it's fun to watch. Interesting. So the the league itself is really competitive. So I'm yeah. curious, like, uh, you know, how do you prepare for the season? Is is like, is the off season where you make or break the season? Is that a silly question yeah. to say? Is that a silly statement, or is that true in 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 in, in the league yeah. or any it's, sport? Yeah, for sure, it's a curious mix of you know we're trying to catch our breath a little bit, and right. I mean during the season there's not a day off. There's right. no day right. off, pretty much from you know late April until the end of August. It's uh, taking a day off is 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 very rare. Right. Um, schedules got to align perfectly to have that yeah, happen. But yeah, uh, yeah. Now is when we're doing recruiting. You know, I woke up uh, this morning and uh, you know at five a.m. I had an email from a from a um, 
a, a network source that we have for players in Asia that was suggesting a couple of players. We're not going to take either of them. They're not, I just don't see that happening. Right. But, right. Um, you know, we're, we're talking to division one coaches, the recruiting process really is we look for, uh, the best local players who can play at this level. I mean, right. uh, and some years that's a good number and some years it's a lower number. Fair enough. Uh, and then we look for uh, returning players who want to come back, who we can get them to come back. We like to have continuity and yep. ability. And uh, and then we start our, working our Division One sources. And this is a Division One league. The position players, uh, the best position players in our league are playing Division One college baseball with UCLA and University of Washington and Oregon State and and University of Hawaii, Illinois State, places that we've worked very closely with. Hmm. And uh, and you know the pitchers might be a little bit more spread amongst the college ranks, right. but because um, you have they're they're just taking it so easy on college arms these days, and they don't want to overpitch anybody and Fair enough, pitch yeah. counts and all that stuff. But yeah, um, you know, so we we do that, and you know, I would I would say this that I you know I got a here we are on what are we October the twenty. Here, yeah, yeah. Talking. Is that okay that I said that? I know yeah. it's going to come out later, but no, it's all um, good. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I would say that right, we have Ross enough roster for Victoria and Dynamo to more than play a season right now. Wow. So we will start to tinker between now and and uh, and and the end of May. Yeah, and the players start to show up. We'll have injuries, guys. Will, yeah. guys will have uh, academic issues. There'll be family issues. Um, uh, we lost a guy to Mormon missions one year late, late, mm. <laughs> late before the season, you know, just the one guy decided to go play football, you know, a whole bunch of different reasons come up. So, um, so we have to have some backup plans, but at the, for the most part, we're, we'd be ready to go with the roster if we had to do it uh, now. And, and then you're doing things like ordering uniforms and baseballs and making sure you got a bad yeah. order ready to go. And, um, you know, more and more ordering you need to do from China when it comes to merchandise and team gear and things like that. So, you know, like our new era caps, which is the model right, right. to wear. You you've got to be ordering those six seven months in advance. So right. that's something I actually hope to have done this week. <laughs> and um and and yeah, and then it's you know of course even bigger than all that is is touching base with all our corporate partners and being in touch with everybody in that way and and uh, and and having things ready to go because we're producing pocket schedules. The schedule is yep. going to come out uh, soon. We have been on the league's all-star game. We're hoping to be able to, to host that this year. That's awesome. I don't know where that's going to go. Um, I, that's uh, our league can be a curious, curious right. league sometimes when it comes to determining some of those things. But yeah. uh, you know, we're we're certainly ready, and we think the Victoria in particular is the best place for our league to host a showcase like an all-star game with absolutely you know, the, the waterfront, the size of the facility, the and the way we operate our our business. So, absolutely, uh, we're we're excited to try and do that. So you, you've been, you're running the, uh, the team for a while and you're like, I got some spare time, so we're going to launch a team in Nanaimo. So, yeah. so, so talk a little bit about yeah. that process. How did that come together? I mean, I definitely see the, there must be a great rivalry between the teams, which is awesome. Yeah. Like I think that there's, I see the value there, but now you're managing two teams in the same league that are literally a few hours apart. How did that process come together? Yeah, there's actually some really good um, um, cost benefits to it as well. Like we have, uh, you know, coverage for each team when, you know, people are taking holidays or something like that. We can have people right. that we can forward the phones, right? right? We can do things like that. Um, there's some cost savings on travel. There's some cost savings on uh, purchasing. There's some cost savings on just some of those logistics. But um, what we do have is a completely separate recruiting process right. for both right. teams. I've got two separate coaching staffs. 
you know, I've heard from both of them this morning already <laughs> in different, different areas. And literally the only person that knows the two rosters and what's building is me. I'm the only one who has access to both of those files. Right. Uh, our coaches and our people in Victoria have access to one file and our coaches and our people in Nanaimo have access to another file that shows the players. So they don't right. even know. Um, now, so how that process came to be, I was actually on the league's um, expansion committee for, I don't know, four years, five years, okay. something like that. And, uh, and I mean, there was an uncomfortable part of, of being in that process and that one of the members of that, that committee uh, you know, found out later he was actually got himself on the committee to hopefully find a way to find somebody he could sell his team to, which uh, was, yeah. I didn't think that was fair game. No, no, um, that's not the reason you do it, but no. um, you know, it's turned into some okay things in the league and the way that turned out for sure. But um, uh, I, I was, I was, I was openly candidating for uh, somebody to move into Nanaimo. I, I took a number of different people um, advocating for people to put, not candidating, we candidated later right? Um, when, when nobody seemed to want to take it on uh, and nobody seemed to see the vision that I guess I thought I, I could see with it. And some others in Nanaimo could see Yeah, nobody wanted to take it on. I finally went to our group and said, why don't we do it? And uh, they went, are you nuts? And I, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe I am. But, um, you know, it's an hour and 15 up the road for me when I, yeah. you know, my wife's a teacher here in Victoria. So I'm going to be the one who does the driving, not her. Yeah. Um, so we're up and down. I spend a lot of time in Nanaimo. I spend a couple of days a week, uh, pretty much year round, if not yeah. more. Uh, Victoria is running, you know, well, we've got a pretty good idea of what we're doing here and, and good people and, and experienced and veteran people. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it really was a, a product of a number of things having to come together like any business, you know, you're yeah. talking about developing something, you know, it's, you got to get permits, you got to get whatever. Well, for us, it was working with the city of Nanaimo and working with the stakeholder mm. groups. And, you know, most of the stakeholder groups have been really good. There's, you know, always going to be a pocket or two that yeah. maybe don't like a new idea, but, um, or, or aren't, aren't going to be, you know, kind of in the same mindset, but the city of Nanaimo has been unbelievable. And, uh, they put in about $8 million of work into a, a recreation area behind NDSS, just down from VIU. Wow. Um, that's into a, a brand new track, new lighting, new turf for a, for a big field, uh, a whole new reset. And of course that meant some baseball stuff too, which is a brand new set of lights, which the park never had. Yeah. Um, new fencing, a uh, whole new skirting on it. a new ticket booth that was just put in place. We, we put uh, in the new PA system ourselves. We put in new seating hmm. ourselves. Uh, put a new point of sale systems ourselves. We did a whole bunch of work to a room in there that's turned into our office and our and our storage area. It's actually working quite well, except that it's not much for foot traffic. Right. Um, but it's it, you know you have to come to Sorocco's if you you've been to a game at, at Royal Athletic Park at Wilson's Group Stadium or RIP. Sorocco's Stadium is wholly different, and huh. that's the beauty of baseball. Like Fenway yeah. is the field, Yankee right. Stadium they're all so different. Right. And what's odd is that RAP. Uh, was built rebuilt in 1967 hmm. which makes it old yeah old. yeah but it served a really strong test of time and and right. we like it we like its flexibility we like that we can expand to 5,000 people right uh, we like the the amenities for the most part there's there's things we would obviously sure. like to improve but that's yeah. the nature of living in a in your, in your we do that in our houses right 100 like percent yeah we'd like to do that but um the the part about Nanaimo that's interesting is it feels older. Like it feels mm. like, like, I mean, turn of the other century type uh. of ball. It was built in 1974 to 76. 
and Mickey Mantle, Bob Euchre, uh, Jimmy Pearsall, um, uh, Johnny Busick. Did I say that already? George Reed. Yeah. All these guys were there for a sportsman's dinner and they opened the park. So everybody always says that Mickey Mantle opened the park. Well, the funny story is they actually wanted to wait to let Mickey hit the first home run at the park to say that he did. Oh my gosh. And Mickey was so drunk, he couldn't. <laughs> he couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't get one out of the infield. So oh it was, my gosh. It's, it's it's just part of the lore of it, right? And Mickey, you know, Mickey's book and, and his life, yeah. he was pretty open about his alcoholism. Yeah. So it's not I don't feel like I'm telling a nasty story on a guy and telling that. But when you see the pictures, you're like, Yeah, that's guess, funny. Dude, dude's hammered right there. So so it's um, one of the parks he didn't hit a home run at. So he did not hit a home run there. He didn't even come close. So it's just it's just great to know that kind of history is there. And when you're there, it just kind of oozes. This is a baseball park. Yeah, yeah. And uh not that RAP isn't, because it's a great place right, and a great right. space. But you can't go to Sorokson Stadium and watch a ballpark, watch a ball game there or play a ball game or be a team that comes in to visit there or be one of the Night Owls players. Right. You can't go to that park and forget what it was like. Yeah, it's just yeah. one of those places. And uh, and we put a bar in center field and uh, right on the field, like put a secondary fence in. It's fantastic. That's one of the best idea. places to watch a game. And so the whole Nanaimo thing has been you know, I, I I just tip my cap to uh, you know the council uh, uh, Leonard Krogh, who I just find is such an amazing leader um, in that community and right. really in, in municipal circles for his approach on many different topics. We could go off on a tangent on that, but he's just I think Leonard has done a fantastic job, and the support that we've had uh, from Richard Harding, who's uh, the head of Parks and Rec there, to his staff has been. Uh, just it's been amazing and, and we have a good relationship with the city of victoria too um nanaimo had to take a lot more strides in order to have the west right. coast land there uh and it's been amazing to see how that's played out I, i'm interested like if you've mentioned sort of the experience people have at the park for people that haven't come to a game yet can you speak a little bit what you can expect like and i'm yeah. sure people understand baseball i get that but what you can expect sort of uh in a game and the other part of that question is this is a is it considered a development league and if it is or what are some of the success you've seen have you seen have any of the players that come through the league oh, yeah. have, have it, you know are they are, do we know the names in the major leagues like can you speak a little bit about both sides so experience what you see the game and the type of player we're seeing on the field uh, Houston Astros last night had a reliever who played in our league. Um, uh, you know, Adley Rutschman, the best yeah. catcher, young catcher in baseball, played in our league. Uh, uh, Nick Pavetta, uh, yeah. Boston Red Sox starting pitcher, spent some time in the bullpen this year, amazing pitcher. Um, he threw the very first pitch in Victoria Harbor Cats history. Um, Andrew Vaughn, who's a rising star in Major League Baseball for the White Sox, played for the Victoria Harbor Cats. So there's, um, I believe our league had somewhere about 110 players um, who played in the big leagues this year. And wow. the Harbor Cats alone, we were 33, 34 players who played professional baseball this year. So guys who are knocking on the door. And yeah. we've had uh, uh, four guys now playing the big leagues. Uh, Nathan Lucas uh, with the Blue Jays up and down with them all year long as an outfielder. Yeah. Um, he played, he was our player of the year in 2014, my first oh. year in the league. So, um, you know, but but you know what? We actually have season ticket holders who come in every year and renew their season tickets in Victoria and say to us, we really don't like the baseball, but we love coming to your games. Oh and my gosh. so that's, and that to us is, is, is very important. And yeah, yeah. we have a food truck mentality. We right. have five to six food trucks. We have different options. You don't have to come to a Harbor Cats game 27 times a summer right. and have the same hot dog 27 times. You don't. Right. 
Um, there's Greek on the street, Cupperoni, amazing food truck. Uh, you know, Domino's Pizza is there. We got uh, authentic poutine. We've got uh, Beaver Tails. I mean, all these guys are there, and we have some rotating that come in on an, on an, right. here and there basis. And uh, you know, local craft beer, you can have a Molson if you'd like, but you can have a Red Arrow Ballpark Blonde that's uh, right. named after our team. So um we like our ballpark blondes they're good they're, they're tasty. <laughs> uh, you know it's like i said earlier baseball is just unoffensive and it's right. it's there's no there's no it's not testosterone based it's not and i'm a former junior hockey player i'm a yeah. you know, I played football when i was a kid i um, played a lot of baseball of course but um i get the allure of those sports but i think the thing about baseball that sets it apart is summer outdoors sunshine 100%. and just the relaxed atmosphere and here's the one thing I just talked about recruiting and working yeah. and trying to win a championship. And three times in the last five seasons, the Harbor Cats have lost in the very last game. Damn it. I mean, it's just <sighs> drives us nuts when we think about it every time. We're so close. And and one team has won it all those years, which is oh driving the rest of the league nuts. So we've been the closest <laughs> of anybody. But um the, the thing is, I can't I can't guarantee that my team's gonna play well. Sure. I can't. They're, they're, they're 18 to 22 year old young men. 100%. And we had a young lady one year. We were the first team ever to have a female mm. player. We did in 2017, 18 with Claire Eccles. Um, the, the young men for the most part, they, they're going to have off days. Um, yeah. You know, we had a player last year, one of our top players uh, went into a slump and we're, we're like, what is going on? His girlfriend broke up with him. Oh my God. Life hit him a little bit, right? Yeah. He was yeah. through some stuff. His mind was in another place. We didn't know. Yeah. You know, he didn't tell us until we asked and said, Hey buddy, you, you okay? And, you know, so we go through that, but what I can control is that the music's great. The yeah. entertainment factors between innings are interesting and funny and, and get a laugh out of people and people win prizes and go home with something and that they just have a good time. And it's, it. we, we call it Disneyland because if you go to Disneyland and you leave at the end of the day at Disneyland and you're not had a good day and a little, you know, Disneyland may be more tired than anything else, but if you leave Disneyland, you're not happy. Like Disneyland didn't do its job. Right, right, right. And so that's the way we feel about it. When, Interesting. when we say goodbye to people at the end of the night at the gates as they leave, and if somebody's not happy, and it's very rare that it happens, it did happen once this year that we noted, but uh, in one case, but not going to go there. But uh, you know what? People are are just excited to um, excited to be at a place that is relaxing. They can put things on the side. We want them to put their phones away. Put your phones yeah. in your pockets. Um, you don't need to look at Google right now. You don't need to watch that stuff. So just watch the game. Um, I love it. Watch the game. Enjoy. If you have, if you like a beer, have a beer. If you don't like beer, have something else yeah. something cool to drink and uh, enjoy it. And and that's really our job is to, is to make it so that, um, you know, people don't necessarily, there's actually been studies that say minor league baseball, uh, the vast majority of people I can't remember the numbers go to a minor league baseball game. They don't remember who the team played and they don't remember if you won or lost and they frankly don't care. That's and, uh, and, but we do have a factor faction of our, of our fans that certainly do care and yeah. we care about that too. We want a championship. I don't have a championship ring in this league yet. And I want one. So yeah, fair enough. So, so Jim, as we wrap up, can you share what's next? Like it, it, what's exciting developments, initiatives, what's this year looking like? Um, what are some things that you, that you can share? Yeah, I mean, bidding on the All Star Game, I think is is one of those, okay. and and uh, and then you know in in Victoria, you know it's funny, it's great, man. Timely question. I, I <laughs> spent uh, you know about an hour and a half last week. I just went for a walk to the ballpark, and yeah. uh, 
Um, I walked around and I'm, I'm just looking at anything that we can do to continue to improve. We've done a front row of seats that cost us a lot of money. That's yep. added a really huge value for, you know, what I'll call our, our whales, right. Our use the Vegas term, our, our, our sure. down there. Uh, we put a deck in, in, on down the third baseline, uh, the Strathcona rooftop party deck, uh, that Strathcona grant and, and those guys have been amazing in, in, in their support for us. Talk about, you know, ongoing relationships, um, you know, we got a, the double decker bus at the games, which is just so much fun as a party spot. That's awesome. Well. Two of those <laughs> spots. And you know what we haven't, and, it, and part of it's going to have to come in partnership with the city. We haven't really come up with a, a kind of a next, you know, change to the ballpark. Cause we kind of think we have it dialed in right now. And then, mm. I, and I think coming out of COVID, we need to, we need to have one more season before we decide something else. Uh, in Nanaimo, we have uh, a lot of things that we can uh, continue to do. We're just two years in there. Uh, things that we can grow with and things that, that can get uh, better and, and right. uh, even more fun. And, um, you know, it's just about con- continuing to, to to focus on our customers, focus on our fans, focus on what, on what they enjoy and and do more of it and, uh, and, and really make it so that, um, you know, somebody else in the league this last year said Harbor cats, it, it's about an event. And it was actually another in, in where mm-hmm. we lost our championship this year, the announcer, uh, during that game said going to a Harbor Cats game in Victoria it's not a game it's an event and and I, I appreciated that um, yeah that was uh, it was nice to hear that and I think I think in our league I think we're we're unique in that factor and that we treat the baseball with respect right and uh, and we have a lot of fun outside the baseball uh, the baseball is, the, is is all we have to have good baseball but we can 100%. have a lot of fun outside of it so that's amazing. Well, Jim, thank you for, uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. I'm sure there's, there's a whole bunch of other stuff we can talk yeah. about. We'll have, we'll have to have you back on, um, maybe at the end of next season when you can show us your ring that you won. I like that. <laughs> and you know what, Rob, it, it, you know, not just you, but anybody ever wants to talk about this, our, me and my staff are, we, this is what it. we do. We enjoy yeah, doing yeah. lucky. I get to do baseball on Vancouver Island. It's a yeah, pretty good yeah. thing. It's not a bad deal at all. So. Love it. Well, Jim, thank you so much. And, and thank you for sharing your journey insights. And for people that haven't maybe taken in a game, you know, check the website out. Schedule will be out soon. Go check it out. Um, great entertainment. Like like Jim said, I've been to games and and uh, uh, both in Kamloops, Kelowna and Victoria. So it, it's, you know, I've experienced so and, and it's a great night out or a day day game. And just, yeah, so I encourage everyone to to experience uh, it for sure. But thank you, Jim, for, you know, I think sports is super important in community. I really do. I think it brings community together. And so thank you for everything you've done, because I'm sure it hasn't been easy along the way. So thank you for sharing this yes. morning. <laughs> awesome. There you go. Thanks, Jim. Hi, everyone else. Thanks, have Rob. a great, great have everyone else have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Jim. We would like to thank our sponsor, Island Savings. Island Savings, a division of member-owned cooperative First West Credit Union, provides banking, borrowing, and investment services for residents and businesses across Vancouver Island and the Southern Gulf Islands. Island Savings brings innovative products, an extensive branch network, and local decision-making to the banking experience. 